0: What's up? What's up, bitches? Welcome back for another week of Positively Uncensored. I have been gassing this week's episode because I finally get to have on makeup artist Jenny Lynn, who I'm familiar with from Tell Me Lies most recently. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. For people who were like me and obsessed with Tell Me Lies, I know that you've had larger projects and like, you know, the like $200 million budget film that you've done, were you sort of surprised at how swept and taken the
1: internet was with Tell Me Lies? Yes. I mean, every show that I do, we're so like, you know, we're, we're in the trenches, you know? So when it's, you know, gets such a great response, of course, we're, we're elated. We're like, oh yeah, it's more of a chance for season two, you know? But You know, I am really I'm really happy. I'm really happy for um, the writer of the book because she really did a great job on the novel and she was really happy with how we brought it to life. That's awesome. So you've met Corolla Lovering then. Okay. Yeah, I gave her her first beauty blender. She's never used one before. (laughs) She's so cute.
0: Oh my God. I love that. She seems, I follow her on Instagram and she seems so down to earth. Like she's literally just living with her family and just happens
1: to be a writer. Like she hasn't changed her life in any way for this fame. Oh yeah. She was so cute. Like she's just the most normal, chillest person ever. And every time I I write something, she like writes right back. She's just, she's just a sweet girl. I
0: love that. So for people who are listening to this Um, I've looked at your website and I'm familiar with the fact that you discovered your passion for makeup after working at Mac. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people would think that that's inspiring and would be curious about how you made the transition from, you know, working at Mac to now where you are, where you get to interact with celebrities and do their makeup. How did you do that transition?
1: Um, It was actually completely by accident because I was going to school at UT Austin for for something like science, like, you know, I was training to work a real job, you know, one that was consistently paid and you're not having to like hunt for your next job. It just kind of fell into my lap because I started working on short films in Texas, like out of working for Mac. I eventually had to quit my Mac job because they weren't, they, they, they wouldn't let me take days off anymore. They're like, we need you here X amount of hours to literally run the counter. or That's it. And so I just started working, um, Because you can work non-union jobs where you don't have to be in the union. So joining a union, there's different locals. Like there's a local for New York, which I'm in. That's, so that's all the East Coast to work like New Orleans all the way up to like Maine and New York City. And then there's L.A. Union, which is just L.A. But um, Texas was its own union in Oklahoma. So I got into that union by working X amount of days of non-union jobs. And then you get in that way and then you can start working union jobs in Austin. So I started That's where I started working for Robert Rodriguez. And he is probably the other than Linklater and him, like they're the two biggest directors and still reside in Austin. So I just got really lucky that Robert like mentored me and kind of brought me, definitely gave me a leg up in this industry. And he's great to collaborate with as well. So that's how I started as like a day player where you just come in and do the extras you know, and just make sure they have green on. And if the head of makeup like is doing like a period piece, it's like, okay, like, so I, I would design the group of extras. I'm like, okay, look for tell me lies for this group of students. They can't have tattoos. They can't, they need to have trend looks that look like this. Like just keep it simple. Like, If they're coming in with like super blocked ombre eyebrows, those need to come off. So I just give that those directions to my team so that they go execute my looks. And then I take care of like Lucy and whoever, you know, and then my second like takes care of people I assign them to. So that's kind of how it works. As you explain that, it's amazing
0: to hear the process of how you started, you know, working at the makeup counter and doing what you love being around makeup and where you are now, where you're literally envisioning an entire group of people and then you can give everyone their job. Like you can tell everyone what they should do
1: and delegate. That's the word I was mm-hmm. looking for. Yeah. So basically, I funnel down the creativity from um, the showrunner, like Megan Oppenheimer and all her creatives. And then um, it comes through me. And then I'm the one who makes it appear on screen doing whatever camera tests that need to be done and making sure the actors are also happy you know so it's a lot of like the department head makeup just in hair like we both work very closely together to make sure we get the looks on camera that are correct and accurate everyone right and it
0: sounds like a lot like word of mouth was a Mm -hmm. lot of what feel like fueled you
1: on your up and up in the career yeah work as much as you can just be a nice just be nice and just work really hard people like when I see a young makeup artist that reminds me of me like I want to help them you know I had an assistant that actually has worked for me in Texas for a long time like I helped her get in the union in New York she's there now working nonstop. You know, because she's good. She has a good heart and she has the hustle and she's not willing to take risks. You kind of have to when because you don't know where your next job is coming. You know, it's great that I have like great clients like Rodriguez and like, you know, the Queen of the South, you know, people. I have a lot of connections from old shows that I've done, but it never ensures that you're like going to work, you know. Right. So So you have to grind it out all the time to establish more connections and more opportunities Mm -hmm. to have work. I never turned down a job when I was starting out. I did like everything. Like if it was just for free, it was helping out somebody like I always did it because something can always come from anything, you know.
0: And now at this point, so you worked with Katie Segal on Tell Me Lies. You've worked with Jennifer Coolidge. You've worked with Gina Rodriguez. Who have you been out of the, like, actress and actor scale, like, most starstruck working with in your career
1: so far? It's really funny because my girls always tell me, like, I... Maybe... Because I didn't watch a lot of stuff growing up. It's, like, really shocking. It was really embarrassing to tell some, some of my friends this, but... Because I was so school centric, but I think the two girls were the two Jennifers. Just because I love Labyrinth growing up, which um, Connolly, and also I did Alita kind of younger in my career when I was like barely even thirty, you know. So she it was like she's been working since she was what fifteen years old, right. and I <laughs> I bet I look like I was two years old, like about to do her makeup. She always has a personal. She wanted a personal, but there but Roberts like why do you need a personal like Jenny can just do your makeup? She's great. And like, Robert doesn't even think she's all right. like, Great. Now you're setting me up. I'm like, okay. So, so pressure's on. Yeah. Pressure's on. Thanks Robert. So, but it turned out great. She wrote me like, she said the nicest things to me when we wrapped and um, yeah, she was just like just professional and beautiful. I'm like, I hope I age like her.
0: That's so cool. So Jennifer Connelly and Jennifer Coolidge, those are your two
1: yeah. that you were most starstruck by. Yeah, not even, like, Star I just, like, I admired them the most for their careers, like, as actresses, because, like, Jennifer Connelly is so, like, iconic in, like, her roles. Like, she's won multiple. We had multiple Oscar winners on Alita, like, from Mahershala to Christoph Waltz to her. But she was my leading lady. And then Coolidge, is she, she's, like, a character actress. And just, I just appreciated the how cool and chill she was. Like, I would imagine her from Legally Blonde. And then we just became friends. And it's just, like... Like, wow. But I kind of see them as separate people because I forget that my friends are famous until they're like stopped on the street or we're like stopped at lunch or something. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. You're like a, a rock star.
0: A, what <laughs> a cool world that you like wa- like wound up in from going to not watching anything. It's kind of like a flex, actually. Yeah. Like, it's kind of cool that you haven't watched anything and then you found, <laughs> found yourself in... Hollywood and in like the business of like producing more films. So now you're mm-hmm.
1: kind of in it. You're making up for all of those years, essentially. Oh yeah, is what I'm saying like I'm, yeah. I'm starting to watch stuff now. Like it was it was interesting because I never watched like Grindhouse and all those like niche films that mm-hmm. Robert did. It's super like like Rosario like like you know Rosario Lit Dawson like dying and I end up working with her. I was like oh I just Rewatch Grindhouse and saw you got murdered in that car. She's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm need like, to watch that. Yeah, it's so great. She looks the same. I'm like, you age in reverse. Like it's insane. Like some of these She's
0: girls- amazing. She is, is like seriously timelessly beautiful. Like I couldn't yeah. even uh, approximate an age because yeah. she she's almost like an alien. Like there are a few people who have that like like transcendental beauty. Like you can't guess how old they are. They never look a different They never look different, and that's her. She's gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I, and a lot of my, um, my girls that I've worked with, like their, their souls, like transcend their beauty, their beauty, you know, it's just, it just matches. Like, I've just been really lucky to have worked with the, the people that I've worked with. I've, like, everyone's just like, have you worked with anybody that's terrible? I'm like, no, not really. Like, no one's ever terrible (laughs) because everyone loves what they do in our business. And when you have good energy, you know, Robert always says like makeup and hair is like so important because we see them first thing in the morning when they're like dragging in and exhausted and need their coffee. You know, we absolutely set up the end of the day.
0: And yeah. you spend a lot of time with them. I was actually going to ask you, what is your process like? Like, so for Tell Me Lies, for example, when you're given the job of designing these characters' looks, do you have? a meeting with producers where they tell you what to do or do you read the script? Like what's your creative process
1: look like? So basically I, you know, I get the script and then I read and break it down myself. And then I research the period. So if I have any questions, I send an email to Megan and CC other people. And she talks to the network and talks to the writer so, um, and basically I just pitched, I'm like, okay, so the hair department head and I would be like, okay, we're, so we're loose. We're thinking for Lucy, we're pitching this, you know, what do you want to see for the hives? Like I always, if it's an effect, I'm like, like with Robert, I'm like, what do you want to see? And I designed based on what, how he wants to shoot it. And, and they're like, okay, well, it's going to be combined with CG. So we just want something that's kind of raised, but then they didn't really, they didn't really know what they want. So I had to show them several versions of the hives and then, um, just like the looks, you know, I had a camera test a lot of it. It's hard to, you know, describe a beauty look or like show them a picture of somebody from you know, like Paris runway that's not on Grace, that that's not on Cat or Diana. Right. You know?
0: Also, yeah. um, like I watched Cat. Quinn's video like where she's like explaining the hives and I didn't Mm -hmm. even realize until I saw like the behind the scenes text that you the text exchange that you were in how many different ways that the high like hives can look like I've never even thought about it from the standpoint of Mm -hmm. there could be multiple ways that you can execute like blood spurting hives a scar um so like your job is so detail oriented it
1: was kind of amazing to see that Mm mm-hmm yeah, we tried, like, different different versions. And I have a prosthetics, um, my friend, Mylene, she does, she, she like, makes the prosthetics. I mean, she does a sculpt on a clay, and then you take the negative out of the clay, and then you can pre-color it. And so all I have to do is really, like, slap it on and not have to really pre-paint it. But the wow. thing is, the TV moves so fast. Like, movies, like, they'll spend, like two script pages. They'll spend like a whole day, like filming two scenes with like Jennifer and Mahershala. But like TV is like, we got to move through like eight, 10 pages a day. It's just like, and they're like, can you just throw on these hives on set? There's no like, Oh, we're going to go back to base camp and my beautiful trailer and put them on. So the way I design it has to be efficient to put on like something I can, you know, do quickly and match quickly. So it's, it's just a lot of elements for TV.
0: And I'm surprised by how many people noticed it because, like, it, like literally, <laughs> I I didn't notice it the first time. And after I saw Cat Quinn's video, and then I saw how many people watched it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, so many more people are observant than I am. Um, how long did you do you usually spend like on set? Then, um, like, is it different for shows and films? Well, it depends on the show. Yeah.
1: Oh, so, and it depends on the tier of the show. Like for movies, like if we're working with kids, like on Spy Kids, you know, we'll like if we had, we didn't have Gina or Zachary Levy and they're like, oh, we have no adults to work like overtime. So they so we'd be done at like 12 hours. Like the kids would be out at like eight hours. So those would be nice short days. Right. And um, TV is usually a little longer. Like Queen of the South is pretty, pretty crazy because TV, you sometimes layer different episodes at once. So I'll work on when I wasn't running department. I worked on Machete Kills, the second Machete, like the last day for like 23 hours. You know? Oh my like, literally god. Literally until the next day. And then I couldn't drive home in Austin because it was a marathon blocking downtown. I remember I just like like sat in my car and just started crying. So I was so exhausted. I didn't know what to do. And usually, usually for Queen of the South, the other hardest show, because I, I did beauty and I did effects. I ran both makeup departments. I would work on average like 18 hours, 17, 18, 20 hours. Oh my God. What, do, how, do,
0: how, like, how? I, I can't even, what time do you wake up? Like, when do you get back home?
1: We're the first in other than Teamsters that open up the makeup trailer and turn on our lights. And we're usually the last out because we got to clean up our actors. Like, they're covered in blood, they have prosthetics, you know? And I'm wow. the, I, I'm a, I'm like a head of department that likes to like stay with my actors. Like, cause you, cause I can choose to like leave and like leave my team, but I never really, I always stay with like, with grace. I always stay with, you know, whoever I'm like watching, so I usually work like pretty long hours. I, I try to let my team rotate out because my energy is really good. So to make sure they rest, because you got to take care of your team too, because because I'm nothing without my team because I can't do everyone. So. Right.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, even now, like just being honest, like it sounds like what you do is so much more than what just one person is capable of. Like even mm-hmm. when you said that your short day was like eight to 12 hours, I immediately knew that where you were going next was going to be something like outlandish, like 23 hours like of work is so, that's so monumental. That's like what an like what a surgeon does. You know what I mean? Like that's so long to keep yourself up and your energy
1: high. Yeah. Because what we have is costumes and hair and makeup, we have what's called a pre-call. And then and like on the call sheet, it'll, it'll say like eight o'clock is like, the call time for camera and like sound to start rolling in, like everyone's setting up on set and we, we've been working for like two hours already, you know? And then lunch is six hours from the eight o'clock. That's like oh that's halfway through our days like people have already like a 40 hour a week job. They're already like done with their day by lunch, going to the gym, picking up their kids like we got another eight hours to go after that. So that's why I'm saying like 12 hours plus another two ish plus another hour like we work on average about 15 to 16 makeup like a day. I I think it's
0: important that to, to hear that because it's such a, your job is making other people glamorous and it's super easy to think that being a makeup artist is glamorous four hour shifts. And then you get to go to the gym and come back. Like you would think that it's very, um, like you get to create your own schedule, but it's actually a lot of hard work. And it sounds like in order to work at where you are at that level, you
1: have to be ready and capable to handle all of that. Yeah. You just have to be like available. You have to watch, you have to watch your makeups and then they shoot scenes out of order. So you have to like communicate with the assistant directors at the top of the day, be like, Hey, this scene order right now, you realize we have to change over the makeup and hair. And that's like X amount of time. And they're like, Oh, we, we can't do that. I'm like, well, you got to change the scene order, like do it at the top of the day or something. So it's, it's being really smart with communicating with the entire production because every minute you waste on set, like everyone's sitting on set waiting, and that costs money. So,
0: so you're also. Scheduling other people's days, you know what I mean. Like you're helping the yeah. entire crew schedule their days
1: so that things can work then the best yeah. way. Yeah. yeah, like my my department fits in with hair, fits in with you know how everybody else does. You know how they want to shoot and with the location. You know we try to shoot like all the scenes in like an apartment, but it's like different days. You know, so they have to. So like Gina has to go change into a different look because it's from a different episode, and you know, right. Just, to communicate so they're not surprised by waiting on us
0: so for tell me lies I know that you had other artists that you were working with for you yourself like who did you get
1: to spend the most time with um I design well what I did I did I did mostly I did all the camera tests you know because I wanted to design the looks and like help whoever I assigned to the girls, like to evolve. So I did Grace starting out. I did Diana and I did uh cat who plays Brie. Yes. Then I, I wanted to design Pippa, but at that point, like with me doing Jackson and Jackson has tattoos to cover up, like he was my number two. So I had to take care of number one, number two, and cat was three. I already had my hands full, but. Totally. Eventually I passed off, um, cat, well, I had to leave the show at um after episode eight. So I left it with the department head and she just continued on what I had started. So everything was already designed at that point. So it's like totally kosher to like, you know, as long as the actors are fine with it and the looks are established, you know. Right. Taken care of.
0: What were they like? Like like what was it like? Like what Cause Grace Van Patten, like, that's like one of the first things that I've seen her in. So she's like kind of up and coming, you know, like what, what were these, what were they like to work with? Are they kind of like their characters or is it like completely different?
1: Grace, Grace is so, so sweet. Like all the girls are so sweet. You know, I, I, we just try to take as good care as, cause they're tired too, you know? So we're trying to take care of their skin. I'm like, here, you guys got to go home and like wash your faces and get good sleep. And the girls are really great. Just really, they seemed really great.
0: like they were, to be honest, like every, everything that they show, like behind the scenes and everything I've heard, it seems like such a sweet cast. So I was dying mm-hmm. to ask, you know, what they're okay. like. Yeah, and they're cool. people have asked me, like, does, um, Steven's character wear makeup so then that's the answer yes he he does and you had to
1: do a lot of tattoo cover-up oh yeah um he, he doesn't wear much on his face he has really good skin I got him a uh, a really really nice light that um like Shani Darden uses to like help with breakouts because he had longer hair for the engagement scene so we shot that first and then when they he cut back all his hair he start he stopped like like having skin breakouts and stuff like that but like um, just from the oil, I think from the hair. So his skin cleared up. If, if the guys don't need makeup, I don't put makeup on them because it's, it's not Twilight, you know? It just, it actually does change the texture of the skin if you do like a lot. Not so. Twilight,
0: I'm dying. It took me a second to get that. That is so yeah. funny. Can we just pause? Like what? That's his real hair. Like the amount of speculation on the internet that he was wearing a toupee. So that was his real hair. Yeah. Oh Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. shook I'm one of those people like I thought it was a full-blown wig like I literally like gasped when I saw him at the end I was like I can't even picture him growing that out of his head
1: We we shot all that first so it's the real thing and then and then we cut it and then shot everything else that's why we shoot things out of order.
0: Oh my God.
1: So do the actors have any say
0: in their makeup? Like if you put something on them and they don't like it, or if they like one look more than
1: another, are they allowed to have any say in that? Well, I talked to, you know, it's, it's interesting because if they do change something different from what I proposed, like I'll just shoot a picture to Megan or to Robert and be like, Hey, you know, we're thinking this instead or this facial hair or whatever. And they'll be like, okay, cool. You know, you just run it by like whoever you were, you had a meeting with earlier and that's it. And usually they want the actors to be happy. So as long as it's not a thing too crazy, we've had to tell actors no before. Right. Cause Um, I can
0: imagine like, even when I did my makeup today, like I wouldn't feel the most confident showing up like this. Not like it would look like this if you did my makeup, but like, I would imagine certain looks when you look in the mirror, you're not loving how you look, but it helps portray your character like as the actor or actress.
1: Yeah, and there, most actors get that, you know, it's not what they would do. But there are some, like, I've had, like, not, like, issues, but I've had, like, conversations with actors going, like, you know, this is, like, period. You can't really do your brows like this because it's not period correct. I know you, you would do this in your normal life. And they just feel a little uncomfortable, but then eventually they're fine, you know. Yeah. You're playing a character. You're not playing you. So... That's the
0: important thing. Yeah. You're just trying to get a roll across. Can you give us any sort of preview on season two? Like, have you come up with any looks
1: yet or brainstormed? I haven't seen any scripts, so I I don't start designing looks until I see scripts.
0: That's what I wanted to know. So do you read the full script or is it just kind of like a glance?
1: Oh, I like break it down. I like do my own like breakdowns, like day, night, everything, because that's what I refer to keep the looks like consistent, you know, there's this thing called continuity right. in my world. That's extremely important. Like you can't like have somebody come out of the office and round the corner and have, you know, straight hair and then go to curly hair. You know, if you don't like do your homework and make sure you're doing the right looks and TV as fast as it goes, the way it jumps around, you know, you got to keep like the eye makeup looking the same. So that's part of your process mm-hmm. is you really break down the scripts. Mm-hmm.
0: And then do you create, like, like some sort of, like,
1: notes that you're taking as to how you're picturing the characters, like, as you script? I handwrite everything down. And, like, I have a notebook with all my days and looks. And I actually bring them to the meetings. And I'll be like, okay, well, I'm thinking – You know, what do you want her to look like when she first wakes up? And, you know, here's a time cut here. And I'll check in with script supervisor, like how much time has passed? Like, would she have gotten really ready or would she have just done something really quick? Like, we try to make it as realistic as possible. So when you guys are seeing it on camera, for me, that, you know, it makes sense that she would have done that or she would have had time to do that.
0: I never even realized how much like detail goes into that. And there is so much continuity
1: like with shows that it makes sense oh that you God. have to break it down like that. Yeah, you have to do it at the top. And it's nice to have like like this episode, Grace has, and I'll talk to the costume designer, work very closely with them, like how many changes is – Lucy have in this episode because I'm because then hair and I will you know do our and it kind of helps us cheat because once we've established that look for that day for that costume we're like okay it's that costume we can see it in the pictures you know like that's my time to switch over Mm
0: -hmm. do you watch the series and the films that you work on after they're completed
1: yeah I usually do unless I'm on something else okay Um, eventually yeah so when you watch did you watch tell me lies Mm mm-hmm Okay, I, didn't, so- I, didn't, I didn't quite finish it all the way till the end because I went straight to Spy Kids and then I went straight with Gina to um, Not Dead Yet. So I'm like getting to it like slowly <laughs> after okay. the holidays. I'm like, this is like really my first time that I've not had the op- that I finally had some free time to get my life together. So it's like I'm getting there.
0: Yeah, you're working your way into it. Once you get
1: to the end, I'm sure that you already know what happens because you've read yeah, the script. I've read the, yeah, I've read the script. That's another thing, too. I have I know what happens. Like, I'm yes. just going to see my work. And also the finale is my work, you know, that's been c- carried on by Essie Cha. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, her continue the designs.
0: And some of it will still be yours too, correct? Because they do so many flashbacks.
1: Like so some of it was shot in the beginning as yeah, well. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah,
1: that seems like a sister to me. So I'm like, you know, she's the one who recommended me for the job, you know, at first and she couldn't do so. She went off and did another job and then she helped me finish it so I can go take care of Robert and Austin. So it actually worked out really good. And your passion is roberts films correct like that's like what your favorite it's like that's like it's like my home you know like that the texas family like even though like i work in la and i work in atlanta like nothing like that like he works with his family and he works with all the same people and i'm just so blessed to have been brought into that circle especially like since he's like had people that work with him since grindhouse for like 25 years like i'm like the newest member of the 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 head family, you know, but nonetheless, like just as
0: valuable, since you're brought in and on everything, you have multiple projects that you just kind of wrapped up. What are you most excited about, and what did you just work with Robert
1: on? We just did Spy Kids Armageddon this summer after Tell Me Lies, and that's like that's going to be it's like a like he's done other Spy Kids, but these are new kids, new parents, and the parents are Zach and Gina. That's where I first met Gina love like we like fell in love with each other after like two weeks and she's just love like, yeah she's she's incredible she's actually about to have her baby like within the next two weeks i'm so excited for her um, i didn't even know that that's so exciting yeah, she was pregnant during spy kids and doing her own stunts and she, the girl's crazy i like i love her i'm just like gina like use your stunt double and she's like that's yeah, uh-huh. fine i'm like oh but I've loved her since Jane the Virgin. She's everything. Uh, she's, she's amazing. And then, um, yeah, so that's coming out. We don't know when. We don't have a release date yet. And then Robert wants to do two and three, like two at least two more movies. And so Gina's very excited to work on that after she has her baby. And then we went to um, Not Dead Yet, which is going to be on ABC. It's a 30-minute comedy where she's the lead. And I just did her. So I was a personal makeup artist for her in LA for that. What show. are you allowed to tell us about that show? Like, what is it about other than a comedy? I mean, like we, she's put out some stuff, you know, okay. about what it is. So basically she's like, it's based on a book, I think from Europe, like, like tales of a 40 year old fuck up. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so she's basically like the girl that like, got like she broke up her engagement from her boyfriend in london and she comes back and then she starts seeing the ghosts from the obituaries that she's been assigned to write and it's like about a woman's journey through finding herself like through these ghosts. like is this a good thing is this a bad thing in her relationship with her friends we have hannah simone and we have like um laura um laura from superstore like just like the the cast is incredible it
0: sounds really good it's reminding me of, um, I want to say, like, Popping Up Daisies or something. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, a show similar. And I I enjoyed that. So it sounds like it could be really funny and, like, kind of lighthearted. Uh-huh. It's also she's,
1: serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely, like, some serious parts. But just, like, it's so different. Like, it's going to be fun to compare. Like, the makeup I did for her as a spy mom for a movie and Spy Kids was so different than the makeup I designed for her from, like, Not Dead Yet. Because she's just in an office, you know? It's just, like, very... There wasn't like, I wasn't doing like crazy eyeliner or like, cr- you know, and hair wasn't doing like Bohawks and stuff on her. Like we got to do some really cool looks on Gina for Spy Kids. So I can't I'm wait. dying for
0: it. I can't wait to see that. When you did Alita Battle Angel, and we can end with this. Um, I, I like, I watched the film. I don't even understand how you do makeup. That's like special effects. Like what's like a really like brief way to describe like what your role is when they
1: have like the special effects and CGI come in on the movie. So what's interesting about that story, because we because on a movie they um they had K B, which is a the makeup effects team. So it's makeup effects and then there's visual effects, which is CG. So um we had James Cameron was working on Alita, uh, not on Alita, on uh, Avatar. So he was he, he came in like one or two days, but his uh, man in charge, John Landell, came in and Robert and him and a few of us were having a meeting about the makeup for Alita herself. And they're like, well, she's going to be full CG. We're not going to need makeup at all. And Robert's like, no, like she still needs a little bit of eye makeup because her it is her face but but they made her eyes a little bigger made her nose a little smaller so it's just my makeup just kind of magnified Amplified. yeah exactly because he had an example he goes look this is her eye with like no Nothing. masking no and it, and you make it big it kind of looks weird kind of looks like squinty or something but, he, but he's like look if it's already pre-enhanced and i enhance it more and they had never done it before like all avatar is just dots it's like a wow. vacuum mask and dots. And um, so that's kind of like my little, like, little, that's like, so breaking cool. thing that, because they had never done a, like a pretty much a fully CG character standing by somebody who's fully like Christoph Waltz. Like he's just him, right? Him. He's just real life. And she's like partial VFX. So I, every morning I do a little bit of eye makeup, a little concealer on her and then they will do the rest in post and they made a vacuum form mask for her with dots already punched out. And I have this little, and I go in with Weta. And so that's the visual effects company that does Avatar and like Lord of the Rings. Like they're from New Zealand. They're huge. Wow. Um, That was an honor to work with Weta. I didn't even know what Weta was when I first started that show. It's just like, that's how like my boyfriend at the time was like, in v- VFX, he goes, you know, that's like the biggest visual effects company we could be working with. I'm like, oh, OK, well, that's good to know. They're Like, no big yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's like, they did some small movies like Lord of the Rings you might have heard of. I'm like, oh, OK, don't be a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> Makeup, OK, I don't know this stuff. So so, yeah. You, so basically the dots and she wears a camera and she has even dots like all over her body like you've seen in the Avatar like behind the scenes it's the same exact thing like we actually shot an alternative ending to alita in james cameron studios in manhattan beach and i got to like i saw like the avatar like vacuum form mask like for myself i got a little like wow I like, is- yeah i mean it must be kind that's of so cool the- it must be kind of boring for the makeup artist because like they, they don't get to do any real makeup they just do dots you know i'm like That might get boring after a while, to be honest. Because,
0: like, I'm thinking, like, Mystique or something from, I don't even know. I'm going to get the thing wrong because I'm not a big, like, Marvel buff. But Mystique, one of the fantastic four, I think, she's all blue. I wonder if they did her,
1: like, actually or if that's also just CG. Asked about that. I think most of it is, like, a suit. And then they do actually do prosthetics and do her makeup and paint her look.
0: Because that's what I thought. Like, as a viewer, you know nothing. You think that they're painting these people every day for Avatar. And then, like, up here is, like, special effects. So it's cool to hear the breakdown. And, yes, I feel like your project would be more fun if you're, like, super creative and wanting to see your work illustrated on the screen. I would like that.
1: Yeah, because Robert still wanted to see makeup tests. So I did, like, Alita, like, in her, like... Actual costume and everything, and her actual hair—we actually cut it and actually did her full makeup, so it looked like Rosa Salazar. And you know, and so we had like Weda needs like pictures and reference and cameras like everywhere to take all the angles for reference. So we actually did her like for Alita and then her younger self, her older self. You know, after she grew up and a more shapely body and everything. Do you have any aspirations
0: in the future, like any projects that you just like hope that you can get on one day or anything that would just be um, like super special to you? Or have you, are you pretty much there like
1: right now, like living your dream? I'm pretty much living my dream right now. I can't really complain. I work with the most amazing people who want to work with me again. I'm like, that's like, I'm like, I love it. And, you know, I get to kind of live wherever I want and, you know, go wherever I want. But I I, like the next like I'm always looking to learn. So I would love to do like more period pieces, I think, to really challenge, you know, my makeup skills and like really like like something in the 1800s or like in the 20s, you know, would be really cool. The 70s would be awesome. Hell yeah. So you'd be down for like like if you were
0: put on like Bridgerton or something like you would love to do like some like old Renaissance makeup or yes. Yeah. And it's
1: actually like some of the makeups, like they're like really simple. It's more about like the costumes and the hair, but it is a very like set look, you know, it's a very set color palette. It would be just cool to like live in that, that palette for like a little bit, you know, even like, like Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like I love that movie so much. I'm like, Oh, it'd be amazing to do a movie like that. That's the one with
0: Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. Yes.
1: I was like, that would be so cool. You know, just like just doing more period stuff because I've done like '90s and like early 2000s and um, um, something yeah. we haven't lived
0: almost like you want to yeah. do a period that we haven't already done when <laughs> we were like younger. Yeah, y- right.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That would be interesting. Well, what's cool about tell me lies is 2007 was the exact year I graduated from UT, so I was like basically doing research of my own makeup trend at mac at that time which was really cool and megan and i were like so excited about it that's why she loved that chili lipstick because it was her favorite lipstick back in 2007 when we were in our 20s yeah so it was super fun it like tell me lies i like, hit home a little bit because it was when we were in college I remember the chili lipstick
0: shade and I remember everyone trying to pull that off. And to this day, I cannot pull that shade off. I still feel like the like drastic red lip when you have like no other makeup on is a thing that so few people can pull off. But when they do, it is such a look. It is a look. It's a look. So where can everyone follow you and find you so that they can see like any cool projects you're on and just, you know, like kind of see more of your work?
1: Yeah. I mean, my Instagram is probably where I'm the most active. It's I, it's just makeup by J, J-L-I-N. Cool. And, yeah. And I try to, it's just like, you know, because of NDAs and stuff, I can't really like say really much about what I'm currently working on, like plot wise, unless like someone like Gina like posts it or like ABC posts it. But I do have three movies coming out that I'm super excited about. Everyone's seeing like, you know, Jennifer Coolidge one. I don't know. I think they're waiting on that one. And we also did a, Robert did one with Ben Affleck and Elise Braga from Queen of the South. That's what, That was a number one, number two. Like, we don't know when that one's going to come out, but it's there. How
0: weird. How weird of a waiting game that the content is just there and ready to go to the box office or whatever. And then it's just like waiting to see it actually sent in.
1: Yeah. I think we're waiting on like studios and it's all about timing on when stuff comes out too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll be looking. So what, so Spy Kids Armageddon, um,
1: Um, Not Dead Yet. Not Dead Yet is a TV show. And then the movie that um, Jennifer and Mackie and all them are in is called uh, We Have a Ghost. Okay, cool. Director Chris Landon, who did um, Happy Death Days. And then the other movie, I think we, it's a working title, It's called Hypnotic by Raul Rodriguez. It's like an inception, like, Ooh. Um, inception kind of thing, like Alfred Hitchcock on Love. steroids. So that's uh, our lead is Ben Affleck and Elise Braga. And we have William Fitchner in it as well. And JD Pardo, who is the lead of um, what is that motorcycle show? Mayans. My bad. bad.
0: Yes. Okay. I'm like it's all kind of like familiar. No. Yes, because it's about a motorcycle gang too. So like I can see the confusion. It has really good reviews. I'm going to screenshot this so I can watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so excited for everyone to check everything out. Follow Jenny on Instagram. Makeup by Jay Lynn, and keep your eyes
1: out for the films and series that she's been working on. Yeah, I'll keep you guys updated, but uh Not Dead Yet does come out February 8th. It's like the first two episodes that comes out on ABC. And I think you can stream it on Hulu, just like Tell Me Lies when it does come out.